At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Hour number two. Just had a great conversation with Will Hill. Last hour, got Ovi Mahaley coming up in just a couple minutes. But let's talk a little college football right now, Wes, while we have the chance. And I, I do always find this interesting, whether or not you'd want to make these wagers now or anticipate those line moves and maybe bet them later. So let's take a look at Thursday night's game here against North Carolina in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a team we've talked a lot about on betting across America every Saturday right here on Beeston. So now Pittsburgh at home going to lay the six and a half, and you see that posted total of 74 and a half. My goodness, if you took the over in North Carolina Wake Forest last week, you never sweated <laughs> it, right? I wonder, is that number too big, and what do you make of, of the side as well? It has dropped a little bit from the opener. I think kind of the global opener was 76. It's dropped a little bit. We get kind of a rare, decent Thursday night college yeah. football game because we've kind of seen those go by the wayside considering the NFL now doing Thursday night football, so you really haven't seen a lot of the power five conference type matchups used to get a lot of these good ACC matchups and you have a decent one here with Pitt and North Carolina Pitt right now still four and one they're top of the coastal division North Carolina down there at three and three so Pitt kind of controls its own destiny at least they're only up by a half a game over UVA but nice rebound though for them because remember a couple weeks ago that's the the game against Miami was like Man, this might be the real death spot here for Pittsburgh mm-hmm. coming off that big win over Clemson, even though this isn't your your uh, 
older brother or older sister. I want to say your mother and your father, <laughs> but it's only been like a year since they were in the college football playoffs. Right. So a slightly older brother and sisters, Clemson. And this isn't a vintage ti uh, Tigers team for Dabo. But nevertheless, that was still a huge win for Pitt and their program. Seven and two. They're getting North Carolina. We know these defenses. Not really much to to to. No. Uh, praise here because we saw Miami and Tyler Van Dyke go right through Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. Pitt rebounded, covered at Duke, obviously struggled Duke. early, but yeah, rallied, yep. Duke's the doormat though. They're still the only winless team in the ACC in conference play. So looking at this right now at six and a half, maybe at seven, I'd be a little interested in Mac Brown's guys here because that was a nice win. They got a, they, they gave up more yards than they gained, but still, did get a win over a Wake Forest team that was undefeated. So I think that that premium is taxed in the line here. At seven, I might be interested, but as of now, no play for me. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Oklahoma undefeated. Oklahoma at 9-0, and taking on Baylor on Saturday, high noon, uh, East Coast time there. And right now, OU, look, Dave Aranda's group, they've been the big surprise, I think, in the Big 12 so far this year. I think we expected Oklahoma to be here. Uh, they took a circuitous route to stay undefeated. They've had a lot of near misses. Now, you got to lay five and a half on the road. You see a pretty high total there of 63. Do you bet now or bet it later? Well, the early bettors are betting Baylor here because this was six on the opener and now down to five and a half, pretty much market-wide. High, uh, high total 63, as you would expect with these two teams. Oklahoma, we'll see how much they're going to rise tonight because, remember, we do have the second edition of the college football playoff rankings. Mm -hmm. And kind of one of the surprises, I think, to the masses, certainly to me, I thought Oklahoma was going to get a little more benefit of the doubt, but they did not. They went on the results so far of the season, and Oklahoma got put down there at eight in the CFP rankings. Now, I think they're probably going to rise up a spot or two simply because you had a little bit of attrition up there with Michigan State losing. So I could see them passing Michigan State in the rankings, but I don't think all of a sudden Oklahoma is going to be in the top four. It's kind of right there, though, for the Sooners. It's like, okay, you beat Baylor. You go ahead and, and win your next game against Iowa State, and you win in Bedlam against Oklahoma State. Baylor and Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State might be in the top 10 come the rankings tonight. Baylor will still probably be in the top 20 at least. So those are all quality wins. Then the Big 12 title game. If Oklahoma's undefeated, they're not missing the top they're four in. in the college football playoff. There's yeah. just not going to be enough undefeated teams from Power 5 conferences up there. I mean, you look right now. What do you have? You have Georgia as really the lone undefeated team from a power five up there. So I can't think that they're going to leave a big 12 champion Oklahoma out considering they would have wins over Texas and over Baylor and over Oklahoma state and Iowa state. Those are quality wins. So this is a little bit of a tricky game because Oklahoma is off a of bye. Baylor disappointed. I, I was on them or against them last week with uh, TCU. Just mm -hmm. thought maybe they'd rally for Jerry Kill. Gary Patterson, of course, stepped down. Step down, let go, depending on whatever your terminology is. Nevertheless, he's no longer the TCU head coach. And TCU, with the backup quarterback that could run, had a really nice effort there. So Baylor's getting a, a little bit of support there. And it's an early kickoff down there, so it's not that night kickoff with the Baylor line down there at, at, at Waco. So... I think probably if you want to, this is going to drop maybe a little bit more. If you want to buy a little bit of a lower price on Oklahoma, I think you could wait a little bit. Let's talk about Purdue in Ohio State. And this is going to be very interesting, obviously, for Purdue after that huge win last week against Sparty, which is going to knock them out of the college football playoff conversation, obviously. But Ohio State, the last couple of weeks, they have not covered, right? Mm -hmm. Penn State, they didn't cover. Uh, they did get the win. And certainly, 
really lucky to get out of Nebraska uh, and get that win last week. So they didn't cover that number as well. And now back at the shoe, they got a late 20 and a half. Is this the spot where Purdue kind of backs up a little bit after their massive win over Sparty? You know, ordinarily, when you see like a big favorite with a premium powerhouse like Ohio State, it's like you want to bet it now because it's only going to go north. And like, that's what you always see with some of these, like these Alabamas and these Georgias and Ohio State. It's like, you'll see guys on the openers on Sunday, go ahead and bet this just for the simple principle. It's like, I know I'm not going to be able to lay this lower of a number on game day. So I better bet this darn thing now and at least get some value in my pocket and I can always come over the top on the other side if I so choose this might be a little bit different though this might be if you like Ohio State maybe wait a little bit because I think Purdue is going to get some support because Purdue did and and and, you know I was fortunate enough to be on it last Mm -hmm. time Purdue did what Purdue do and they're not the Purdue Boilermakers they're the Purdue Spoilermakers that's what they do and they beat top competition look they've beaten now what was then the number two team in the country at Iowa, Mm -hmm. and what was the number three team in the country against Michigan State, they rushed the field. Look, I expect Purdue knows that this is Ohio State, that they're not going to give some kind of half-ass, you know, C or D-level effort, but... One of the things with Purdue is you're going to see a one-dimensional offense that obviously that one dimension was good enough against Michigan State as Michigan State's poor pass defense really showed and Purdue was able to throw it all over him. Purdue is eighth in the country in passing offense now, 332 yards a game. 128th, though, in rushing offense at 77. And they aren't going to be able to run it on Ohio State either. So, you know, expect that you're going to see Purdue throw the football. Ohio State can give up some plays in the passing game. Mm -hmm. They're 94th in the country out of 130 FBS teams and passing yards allowed at about 247 and change per game. So you look at Ohio State the last two weeks, and you mentioned it, Dave. Haven't really looked that they sharp. Haven't. Uh, uh, that was a three-point game heading into the fourth quarter against Penn State, and they eventually got away enough to win by nine, not cover the game. And then that game against Nebraska, they put up a lot of yards, but it's like C.J. Stroud kind of looked a little bit off. And I know Garrett Wilson didn't play, and they had a few guys out, so the depth issues hurt Ohio State, which is why I got on Nebraska. But they looked unimpressive. It felt like Nebraska, even though they were out yarded, really had a chance to win that game if they would have made a couple better coaching decisions. No question. And whatnot. But you wonder if this is the time to buy low, though, on Ohio State, because that's a big number against a Purdue team that can really throw the football and a Purdue team that's absolutely riding high. They've now clinched bowl eligibility for the first time in a few years. So now it's like maybe Jeff Brom's guys are like, hey, we're playing with house money here, fellas. Let's go in and just ball out. You know, let's not be intimidated. Let's not be scared. <laughs> and look, Purdue has beaten Ohio State. Remember a few years ago when Ohio State I oh, think was yeah. number two in the country? That was when Urban was there mm-hmm. and Purdue was all over them so Purdue is capable of stepping up against good competition like I say the Purdue spoiler makers but it seems like every few games Dave Ohio State does still remind us that they're Ohio State and that's what would concern me that's a big number that's a really attractive number on Purdue because you remember a few weeks ago in the SEC when Ole Miss was getting all those points in Alabama Arkansas was getting all those points in Georgia people came in on the dogs and the favorites covered and whacked them both times so that maybe could be the thing here I'm I'm gonna wait to bet this a little bit because I think that there could be at least a small drop here 
But I would be like an Ohio State in the spot. Let's talk about uh, Texas A&M against Ole Miss here on Saturday night on the East Coast, 7 p.m. When you look at A&M on the road here, going down to the Grove, they're going to lay three with the over-under of 55-and-a-half. So A&M's been an interesting case study this year because Jimbo's guys, right, he's had quarterback issues here with injury. But really, they're having a nice season. And if you remember pre-flop, this was the number five team in the country. So now you're laying a small number against Lane Kiffin and company. What do you make of that three? And credit to Ole Miss. They did, you know, that was one I lost on. I played Liberty plus 10 against them. And Ole Miss... You know, you kind of thought, okay, they're out of gas. They played so many big games in a row. Got ahead of Liberty. Now did have to dodge the back door. Liberty had a chance to get to that to a one-score game. Malik Willis threw an interception in the end zone. But now you've got a Texas A&M team that seemingly has not been satisfied with that win over Alabama because ever since they had two easier opponents, they whacked Missouri on the road, and then they beat South Carolina. Then they had a bye week, 20-3, to though, over a pretty solid Auburn team and really, you know, you know, brought out the bad Bo Nix. I don't think it was Bo Nix bringing it out. I think it was the A&M defense. This is a very good defense here, and when I'm getting points with the better defense – that's kind of the way I, w- I would lean here. And actually, A&M, I, I checked that as a small road favorite. Right. Small lean to A&M here. I was hoping maybe that they would be an underdog. But I think they just got the better team. And maybe this is the game where Ole Miss were playing all those games in a row in the SEC. A&M's had a couple class droppers with Missouri and South Carolina and then Auburn last week. Maybe this is the time to come in on the Aggies. Yeah, I kind of feel like it. But look, credit to Lane Kiffin. Because, look, when you look at two seven and 7-2 teams here in the SEC, Lane Kiffin's really had his guys to play each and every week. I'm with you. There have been a couple spots we thought they'd be flat. They have not. Uh, certainly last week they did hold on to get that cover against Liberty. When we come back, Ovi Mihaly, Big O, is going to join the program at one point, the highest paid fullback in the history of the NFL. He's bought me dinner before. Come on back. It is VEASAN right here, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. We have a new prop tracker now available at VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to VEASAN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. And very quickly, we had Will Hill on last hour, and he mentioned that he really liked the Bucks tonight. And you're seeing this line start to move a little bit. Yeah, no confirmation that I've seen of yet, but we're starting to see a couple six and a halves in the market. And that tells me usually by and large, you're going to be right. If you're guessing, okay, why is the line moving against the Sixers? It's usually because Joel Embiid is not going to be a participant in that particular right. game for the Sixers. So I kind of think that's why you're seeing this here. Uh, of course, remember the Bucks. Uh, Chris Middleton has been has been battling COVID-19, so he's been out since uh, a few days ago. Brooke Lopez dealing with the back issue. He is not going to play, but we know the Sixers. Tobias Harris has been out with COVID-19. We know Simmons has not played all season. I got to think Embiid beat is probably going to be out tonight, so it looks like a shorthanded Sixers lineup based on the line movement. All right, right now, let's welcome in Ovi Mahaley, two-time Pro Bowl fullback with the Falcons and with the Ravens. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Ovi Mahaley 34. Big O, it's great to have you on the program. Uh, look, I caught up with you a couple weeks ago here in Las Vegas. It was good to see you again, and we were talking a little bit about your Falcons. I know you have a podcast down there in the ATL. Last week, no respect they go on the road. Trevor Simeon against Matty Ice and company, and the Falcons go out there, and they almost took a victory out of the jaws of defeat there and, and figured out a way to get that win at the end. But what do you make of Matt Ryan this year in this Falcons offense? Because it looks like quiet is kept. Four and four, they're starting to turn things around down there in the ATL. Hey, what's up, Dave, man? It's uh, good to talk to you. Uh, good to be on your show. Uh, I, I really think that people are continually sleeping on my boy Matt Ryan. Now, I saw Matt when he came in from Boston College, 2008, you know, snotty-nosed, squeaky-voiced rookie that people didn't think was going to be that, that great, and now he's going to be, you know, eventually eventual Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan, with all this, these changes the Falcons are going through, is the heart and soul of the offense and of the team, and he kept them in that game. Of course, he's not perfect, but 
he's been playing out of his mind. And I hate that they keep on showing traces of past teams and blow these big leads. But let's keep in mind, the Saints are a very good team. The teams we've beaten in the past so far, the Giants and, you know, Dolphins, everybody else, they're average teams at best. The Saints, they're a good team. So just the fact that we were even up on them, I'm happy to see that. Obi, on the other side, you're getting the Falcons going to Dallas to play the Cowboys, who finally saw a little bit of a chink in the armor. Denver easily handles Dallas 30-16, to and really the game wasn't that close. Now, when you're Dallas, who's still obviously a very good team, a very explosive offense, they also turn you over on defense, but we know that Dallas is going to win the NFC East, and you've been a player before on teams where it's like, okay, we got the division wrapped up a little bit early. How do you keep that sense of urgency when you you know that you're so far ahead of the pack in your division, and it, and and that seems what like what happens. You get bad spots like against Denver, and you just lay an egg at a random time. Momentum. You got to keep uh, reminding yourself about how important momentum is in uh, this game in this league because you put a, a string of losses together. Even one loss, it messes up your mojo, sort of. Uh, you know, and Dave Ross is all about mojo. He's <laughs> you know shown me over the course of our time together. <laughs> how powerful this stuff is with, around the right people. But, you know, the mojo that the Cowboys have, especially with all the swagger that, that Zeke and Dak and, you know, that, that offense brings to the table, they got to keep that hot. they got to keep that thing running because just like that, as you saw in the Denver game, it can be gone. And no question about it, Big O. And, yeah, you've got some mojo going with you as well. So uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Arthur Smith here and what you're seeing out of your first-year head coach in the ATL because did they have to have a culture change down there? You mentioned it. You keep Matt Ryan. He's the constant, right? And they got everything else changing around Matt Ryan. But Arthur Smith, what are you seeing from him and what type of imprint is he putting on this football team? Well, Arthur Smith is taking them from, uh, from brotherhood to beating somebody's butt, you know, because – um, the, the brotherhood was, was cute at first, but it got so tired. I, I know players on the team that were rolling their eyes and groaning every time we lost a, a second, third, fourth, fifth game in a row, and Dan Quinn's using all the cliches and arm-in-arm arm and brotherhood, we're going to get back at it. And again, love him. Great guy. The players will be happy to see him in Dallas. But at a certain point, it doesn't matter how much, you know, cliches and catchphrases and warm and fuzzies you try to put there, you got to just really be dominant, physical, nasty, dirty. Uh, you know, you got to find a way to play violent physical football. And that's what Arthur Smith and uh, what he used to do at Tennessee brought to the Falcons. And with Cornell Patterson, I feel like we're starting to see that in the run game. Unfortunately, Mike Davis, for whatever reason, is not bringing it like I thought he would. But we're being more of an attacking offense. And I love the culture change that – we don't have to always say, here we go again. I mean, look at the Saints game last week. If that was last year or the year before the year before, it would have been over. Like, I actually tweeted, come on, Falcons, because once they scored, eh, it's over. We can't come back like we used to. But in this Falcons team, where you actually believe you can win every single game, that culture change is because of Arthur Smith. Obi, coming into the season on your on your other old team, the Baltimore Ravens, kind of the main storyline was like, okay, are we going to see Lamar Jackson take that next step? And he absolutely has. If you look at the numbers, he's already got over 2,200 passing yards. He only had about 2,750 in a 15-game season last year. Rushing yards, still right on pace, 600 rushing yards. What have you specifically seen with Lamar that you finally, I think, have seen that development that everybody has been waiting for? 
I, I love Lamar, and I you know love watching the Ravens team, uh, you know, do their thing. And I am wishing a Super Bowl for that man so bad. Right after Matt Ryan, I want you know Lamar Jackson that Super Bowl because he will not shake the whole. He's not an elite quarterback until he wins one. Even though, like you said, his numbers, what he does on the ground and the air are clearly elite. But Lamar has become more patient. And every year, I won't say he uses his legs less, but he uses them in the more appropriate time. He's more of a Patrick Mahomes now with his legs rather than just showing off because he can. He's hitting guys. He's always been a great passer, but he's just really honed that skill right now and spreading the ball out a little bit more. Uh, I think that um, Lamar is going to surprise people this year. And as much as I hate to say, I think this might be his year. All right, talking with two-time All-Pro fullback Ovi Mihaly with the Ravens and the Falcons back in his playing days. And Big O, I loved hearing the stories that you would tell me about, you know, Ray Lewis or Ed Reed and the physicality that those guys play. I don't know that they could play in today's game. And the way you nope. played fullback, okay, where you got – because Wes and I were talking about it, what we saw in the Steeler game last night with some of these taunting calls that you get. How has the game changed in the short time since you've been out of the league? Dave, it is hard to watch, my friend. It is hard to watch. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I don't want to say I'm a mild manner because yeah, I, I do get hype on the field. I, so I, I, I don't talk like crazy. I kind of just laugh at people's faces. But that made the game fun. Before I even got the NFL, while I was in college and high school, I loved watching, you know, big hits and you just got knocked out and, you know, and all these. <laughs> Highlight reels made especially for the violence that makes people love football. I understand the safety uh, concerns. I understand the precautions to get players, you know, back to their families. But you can't keep on peeling back the the heart and soul of this game to the point where the guys can't even celebrate. They're not hurting anybody. By celebrating, they're not hurting anybody. You're, You're calling taunting plays on key moments and key situations that can change the game. As a referee, how do you sleep at night? I would be going crazy. I would be sending some not-so-nice mails to this referee's house just calmly explaining how he's messing up my favorite game if I was a fan of these teams. So it's been really rough to watch, but even more than that, defensively, you can't touch a quarterback. You can't blow on a quarterback. You can't do anything. They're expecting these defensive players to be full-on matrix in the air when they're hitting somebody. Like, if I'm a quarterback, I'm pump faking, and I'm going to throw my head into somebody's hands and say, oh, foul, foul, like for the Falcons. Uh, our, our guy, like, Foyer and Lewicon, like, he jumped up, and the quarterback, like, pump faked, and he, he grabbed the quarterback with his hands. His hands touched the quarterback's helmet. And, oh, that's it. Oh, targeting the foul. Eject. They were so offended. They actually tried to make a tackle. And I was watching in disbelief saying, these defensive players have no chance to make old-school tackles. They really don't, Big O. Again, very quickly, we've got about uh, 30 seconds to go, Ovi. Is the fullback going to come back in the NFL, or is, is your position a, a dead position in the league? It's cyclical. It's going to come back. Uh, anybody who's smart and realizes how important a fullback is to run the game and being the tip of the spear – knows that we got to stay in this game forever. But uh, it's going to take a while, though. Yeah, what do you weigh? Can you get back in the league? Um, you get me a million-dollar contract, I'll lose 50 pounds right now and get back in the league. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Ovi Mihaly, two-time Pro Bowl fullback for him. We have the Ravens and Falcons. Big L, always appreciate you, man. Come on back out to Vegas. You can hop on the set with me and Wes.
Will do. Thanks, guys. All right. Great catching up with Obi Mahaley. Yeah. Big O's pumped up about his Demon Deacons, too. Still oh, yeah. uh, got that first loss, but still undefeated in ACC play. When we come back, we will talk a little bit more NBA and look ahead to some of the NFL action this weekend. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Mid-season football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal. At $99 for the rest of the football season, sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. Let's talk a little bit more about the NBA. We've talked about this Bucks game. You've seen the line move here with Joel Embiid potentially being out tonight, which is, I think, while we're seeing that, mm-hmm. that line move. Is there going to be a spot where it's a buyback number for Philadelphia or it's either Milwaukee or Pat? Could be at seven, but looking on the Milwaukee side, they're right in the middle of the pack in the NBA in offensive rating, just 18th this season, 105.2 points per 100 possessions. Remember, their offensive rating last year was 116.5. Mm. Of course, they're without Brooke Lopez with the back issue. Middleton, DiVincenzo has been out. Bucks have scored under 100 points in four of the last five games, and we're just not used to seeing that out of of Bud's team, of course, the defending NBA champion. And I think, look, they only got Drew Holiday recently back. He had missed a couple games with injury. They haven't really been shooting the ball very well, just 43.5% from the floor, 33.4% rather behind the arc. So that's bottom half of the league. So they've just been struggling a little bit, and you've seen a lot of offensive struggles for various teams in the NBA just simply because, look, it's early in the season and what I mentioned earlier, why we've seen more unders than overs early on in the NBA because, number one, the officials aren't giving you those little reach-in foul calls. Which I like. I do, too. I do, too. I am fine with that. I think, you know, you want freedom of movement, but you don't want to totally eliminate physicality of the game. I mean, who says basketball is not allowed to be physical? Mm -hmm. It is. You don't want it to be tackle basketball, but, (laughs) you know, some beating and banging, especially with the big guys, I think is just fine. Meanwhile, Philadelphia, their offense really hasn't suffered because they're number one in offensive rating, 114.2 points per 100 possessions, shooting just under 50% from the floor, about 39.5% from the three. But tonight, like we were saying, without Embiid, without Tobias Harris, who they've been without for a few games, without Thibault, Isaiah Joe, those guys aren't likely to go tonight, and those guys have all played a role. And, of course, Simmons has been out. I don't think it really has made a difference. But if you look with these guys, guys I just mentioned that were out Monday night against the Knicks 38% from the floor 32% from behind the arc. They only scored 96 points against the Knicks and the Knicks. I know JVT has been pointing it out on Twitter. The Knicks give you a lot of open threes. And last year, teams didn't make them, and teams are making them this year. Well, the Sixers weren't able to do that last night. So, you know, you might have Philadelphia down to about seven players in terms of their rotation. I think that's going to lead more to offensive struggles. This is not a team, even though they score pretty efficiently at full strength, this is not a team that's really fast in pace. They're 30th in pace in the NBA. So it's not, you know, a run-up-and-down team. So where I would probably lean, and I know Will at five-and-a-half like the Bucs, and 
now you're seeing some six and halves in the market. Total has already dropped, though, 221 and a half down to about 217. So probably what you want to do, I don't like it when it drops that much. So you miss the good number. Maybe wait if you're watching this for an in-game play to try to go to the under. Milwaukee is 8-2 and two to the under this season. Philadelphia 8-3 and three to the under in their 11 games. So that's why you've seen this precipitous drop, the injuries, and plus those trends here. So if you like the under and you're betting it, you're probably too late to the party now at 216.5. So maybe wait for an in-game opportunity. When you look at the Hawks and the Jazz tonight, two teams last year oh so close in their eyes of getting to their respective conference finals um, and possibly getting to the NBA final here. What do you make of so far? Because the Jazz look good. The Hawks, a little struggle bus here to begin the year. Jazz, I think we expected uh, that that they were going to look pretty good. I felt that they were the, going to be the number one team in the regular season and in the West, certainly off to a good start at 7-3. and three. And Atlanta, look, when you get some success and you've still got a young team, how do you handle that success? Right. And I think you've seen them struggle. And, and, and look, the Jazz, always good in the regular season. Elite on defense with Rudy Gobert in the middle. Pretty good shooting team. They knocked down a ton of threes. And like you said, Atlanta has been disappointing. Mm -hmm. and, and last night, look, they gave up a 50-burger to Steph last night. And Atlanta was right in that game. And in that third quarter, Golden State started that run. Almost like the Golden State teams of a few years ago. Remember that phenomenon where it's like, always take Golden State in the third quarter. And it seemed like it was cashing every single night. So, you know, now you're starting to see maybe the Warriors, and the, and the Warriors, at least right now, got the best record in the Western Conference. Uh, when the Jazz are kind of favored in this middle-ish range, and I believe eight is the current number, you know, five to like nine points, pretty dominant against the spread, cover a lot of games, mm. and especially at home. Jazz still have one of the best home courts in the NBA yep. simply because of the altitude, but this is starting to rise a little bit. It's now up to eight and a half even at some spots, so maybe at nine I would have a slight interest to the Hawks, I, but I do think this could go up even the nine here because I expect that Mike Conley, who is still listed as questionable, may be in the lineup tonight. Uh, so uh, we shall see. Atlanta is on a back-to-back. -back, but keep in mind with those back-to-backs, that usually is going to be priced into the number. Let's talk about the Trailblazers going uh, to L.A. to take on the Clip joint tonight. And the Blazers off to a 500 start here at 5-5. Five and five. The Clippers are the interesting team here that they've caught fire a little bit with four wins in a row after a really sluggish start to their season. Now, just laying a small number of three at home, what do you make of this matchup? Yeah, this is the third matchup this season already between Portland and, and the Clip <laughs> joint. Uh, and Clippers are going to give you a lot of three attempts, and that's what Portland likes to do, take a lot of three attempts. Portland's shot, I think, 35% in the two meetings against the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, uh, C.J. McCollum has been hitting threes, and look, you give him open shots, he's going to take them accordingly. Uh, Clippers were a team I was a little bit down on this season, and five and four, kind of erratic. Sometimes they look like a good team. Sometimes they, they look like they're kind of like a six or a seven seed. Right. Kawhi has, of course, been out. Marcus Morris is not going to play due to a knee injury. Portland looks pretty relatively clean, I think, on the injury report. So, you know, this looks like a little bit of the right number to me with Portland and the Clippers. Uh, Portland uh, does come off a nice win on Saturday night over the Lakers, and that's ob they obviously usually get up for that team, and now you got to face the Clippers, even though this has been a sneaky good rivalry. Clippers uh, have won now three in a row. Uh, all of a sudden, they're actually four in a row. They were struggling, but beat the Thunder, beat the T-Wolves twice in a row, and then beat the Hornets. A little bit of a step up in competition. Small lean to Portland, and you are starting to see some two 
and a halves in the market in a couple places. So Portland's at least getting the early support. Let's go back to college basketball because, again, college basketball does begin this evening. Let's go to Madison Square Garden for the two marquee games that we have. And we talked a little bit about Kansas and Michigan State and, and you and Will Hill, who we had on the first hour, both like Tom Izzo and the Spartans tonight here, uh, getting about four and a half right now here at BetMGM. But I want to ask you about the total. And the reason why is is you, you made the point earlier that, look, last year no fans. Mm-hmm. Now it's Madison Square Garden. It's going to be raucous. And I know people like to bet those overs, especially first game, national TV, MSG, Kansas, Michigan State, premier programs. Might it be a little bit too high at 140? Yeah, and and look, what I might be looking to do with some of these, and you're seeing, as I mentioned, these totals drop across the board for a variety of reasons. First game, first game pretty much with full arenas or at least close to capacity across the country. This, of course, is going to be played in Madison Square Garden as part of that doubleheader for the Champions Classic. So, yeah, just looking at this, you maybe could get some first-half unders here, and then it picks up usually in the second mm-hmm. half where uh, you can try to play the second half over and, and necessarily middle yeah I would be I would at least be leaning under here I'm already on Michigan State plus four and a half and I just think that with the no spectators that's going to overcompensate for the fact that sometimes and it's not a point of emphasis this year it was a couple seasons ago remember and all those fouls would get called really early in the season in college basketball and you would have these abnormally high scores I think that's gone away a little bit now this was dropped from a 144 opener and now you're seeing I believe 140 and a half at BetMGM there's even some lower in the market so it has already dropped a little bit so I might be looking first half under instead of full game under I just think that maybe they're not going to call as many fouls as they did. Maybe they thought they overdid it with this whole freedom of movement thing. And then, you know, with with spectators in the background, it just changes your shooting perception a little bit. And if we saw that affect NBA guys, and I think you're seeing it bet accordingly that everybody else is kind of making the same statement or asking the same question. If you saw that drop with the NBA guys, then you're going to see it drop with college kids where you have a lot less possessions and a much slower pace. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Michigan State here. I'd be looking maybe first half under. And also keep in mind one thing before we hit a break with the numbers here. Every, you know, some guys will say, oh, I'm really confident in my numbers and will, you know, pump their chest out a little bit. Nobody's confident in their numbers and their ratings, <laughs> you know, right now in college basketball. Maybe as you get a few games and sure. more of a sample size, they will be. But I'll tell you who's not confident with their numbers is the odds makers because these guys are knee deep in football right now. That's right. And they are not focusing on college basketball. So a lot of times what you're going to see with some of these numbers that get put out, Sometimes they're going to be copy-paste, even from sharp Oz makers. They're going to be copy-paste from Ken Palm or Bartorvik or some of these other power rating guys. So keep that in mind as you're betting early in college basketball. And to that end, Wes, when we come back here on the Lombardi line, there is college football tonight. We'll break down those games right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on college basketball. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy college hoops like never before with BetMGM all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is simply made in the game that you wager on. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Lombardi Line. And we've mentioned it's what a night in sports. I mean, you got college basketball starting. got a light night in the NBA. Of course, we're always looking ahead to Thursday night football in the NFL. And you also have college football tonight with Tuesday night action. So let's take a look at some of these games here. When you have Buffalo against Miami of Ohio tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern here. And right now, Miami, 7.5-point 
home favorites, and you see that total there, 57 and a half. Yeah, tough for me to now lay it with the hook. I did lean Miami at seven late to the party, so I may have to get involved in-game if I choose to do that. I think a lot of that movement, too, for Miami has been the fact Cal Bantries, the Buffalo quarterback, got banged up last time out against mm-hmm. Bowling Green. Still listed as questionable tonight, so obviously you want to monitor his status if he is going to go ahead and play in this game. Miami uh, had shaky performance last week against Ohio. Ohio won as outright underdogs against Miami. Miami right now four and five, and actually I believe both of these teams four and five trying to get to bowl eligibility. If you remember last year, Miami did get beat by Buffalo 52 to 10. But of course, remember Jarrett Patterson ran all over Miami as he did all all over the Mid-American Conference. He was the offensive player of the year. So, you know, a little bit of payback could be in order for the Red Hawks uh, trying Trying to kind of jockey for position in that East Division in the standings right now. Kent is four and one atop that division. Miami three and two. Buffalo two and three in conference play. So Miami trying to make that third bowl appearance uh, in a row could be the most successful stretch really at Miami since Terry Hepner, the late Terry Hepner, was the head coach there, and they had a quarterback named Roethlisberger there in the early two thousand. So you know, big game for both teams because you don't want to fall at four and six because then your margin of error is zero really going forward here and then you got to win out to just get bowl eligible and especially when you're in the MAC sometimes when you're six and six in the MAC that is not a guarantee you are going to make a bowl game depending on how many teams are bowl eligible so you know then it gets a little dicey so you don't want to have to fall into that spot necessarily but lean Miami here but I would only take it at seven or less very quickly Wes because this is something you and I have talked about on betting across America before on Saturdays People might look at this number and go, all right, seven and a half, T-spot. I'll tease it down. But sometimes you don't think teasing in college football is the best play. I very rarely, if ever, think teasing in college football is the best play because, number one, there's more variance because there's more possessions in these games. And there's more talent discrepancies, too, with these teams because you get uneven matchups. Like, even we saw Sunday in the NFL, even a bad team, more often than not, is going to win a couple games. Like Jacksonville, they were getting, like, 16 at home to Buffalo. They went outright. So, you know, in college football, it's just so many variations. You get a lot of stoppages and clock. Everything in college is tempo, tempo, tempo. Run as many plays as fast as you can. So that's why I really hate teasing in college football. I just don't think that you're getting the value. The numbers aren't as key in terms of the spread like they are in the NFL. And we talk about that every week with like the Wong teaser. It's like teasing through the three and the seven, either upwards or downwards. In college football, key numbers really don't matter. So that's why I avoid the tease. And I especially wouldn't tease Mac football. This conference is absolutely wild where it's like, and I mentioned, mentioned this on Twitter last week. Nobody is really great in this conference. Usually you get a Mac team kind of on the periphery or near the bottom of the top 25 that, you know, would be eight and one right now or nine and zero in the Mac, you know, obviously lesser competition, but this year, the best team in the Mac, or at least the best record, you got two teams at six and three overall. And I think one of the reasons why you're seeing that in the Mac is because the transfer portal has absolutely kicked the crap out of this conference more so than usual, because if you look, and I'm not trying to downgrade the Mac, look, division one football and FBS football is FBS football. I don't right. care what conference it is, but you get a lot of Midwest kids, you know, they don't want to necessarily play at Ball State. They want to play, if they want to stay in state, they want to play at Purdue or Indiana. So, you know, you get kids and then eventually they get into that graduate role. And this especially happens in college basketball, but you're even seeing it in college football. 
a lot of those good players, if they get a, a shot to go play at a Big Ten school or an ACC school or an SEC school, they're going to take it. And then that leaves the Mac high and dry because it's not like if you're in the Mac where it's like, okay, we can just get another four star kid to replace them. You know, you're getting by and large two star kids that you got to say, hey, run through a brick wall for me. So that's why this conference is so erratic. And you've had so many like high scoring games like those Mac games last week. That's why they call it Maction because these get weird. Right. So when these games get that weird, then I really want no part of teasers. Let's talk about Akron against Western Michigan. And it looks on paper this is going to be a mismatch, right? Because Akron's two and seven. Western Michigan comes in at five and four. You're playing at home. So we got to lay 25. 25. Okay. So <laughs> what do you make of that total as well? When you look at 62 and 25, so the game script says Western Michigan is going to score a ton of points. Can Akron keep up? I don't know if they can. By the way, Akron going to be in their first game without Tom Arthur, who was fired as head coach. Oscar Rodriguez, the associate head coach, is going to be the interim for the Akron Zips. And look, Akron, I think, you know, still pretty much clearly the worst team in the MAC. Mm -hmm. Bowling Green, I know, is down there with them. But uh, Akron elects to make a change. It's been a rough spot for them. They were competitive against Ball State last Tuesday night. It fell a little short. Now they go to Western Michigan, who's uh, pretty explosive on offense with Caleb Ellaby at the quarterback. But Western Michigan, they come off a home loss to Central Michigan. And actually two losses for them because they got blown out by Toledo. Then they get beat by double digits at home. So it's like, okay, maybe here is is the rally spot, you know, because you get to beat up on, uh, you know, poor old Akron, who just just fired their head coach but look we saw TCU now granted a different class of conference and a different class of team here TCU with Jerry Kill and as an interim in the first game did rally and got a big win over Baylor so I think you're seeing maybe some folks bet that accordingly because this open 26 now down to 25 and a half at bet MGM I even see some 24 and a halves mm. out there that's the market low so I mean, look, this would be a hold-your-nose play if you're going to bet Akron. I know. That, I mean, that's really tough to do and even tough for me to stomach. And I love taking my fair share of <laughs> ugly underdogs, as you know. But probably the way I would look here is look at the under 62. Yeah. I'm not sure how Akron is really going to score a lot of points. Western Michigan, of course, you saw last week. They weren't as bad defensively as you thought because Central Michigan had two punt return touchdowns in the first half, including a walk-off going into halftime, which I think that was part of a, a certain bad beat segment if you had the first half under, and then you get a punt return at the buzzer to pretty much nail you here. So I would be leaning small at the under here at 62. Kind of that's where I was thinking if you're going to play it, that might be the way to go. Let's talk about Ohio, the Bobcats, 2-7 and seven as well, taking on Eastern uh, tonight. And Michigan right now, Eastern Michigan 6-3. and three. So they're going to have to lay a hefty number as well, but only six and a half, which I think might surprise people and go, boy, I would think that might be bigger. Wes, what do you make of that number there? I actually like the Bobcats here, and, and I, I hope this would go to seven. I, I'm seeing a lot of sixes mainly in the market right now. Look, Eastern Michigan comes off that big shootout that everybody watched last yeah. week, or not everybody, but enough people in college football watched, 52-49 at Toledo. So you're getting an Eastern Michigan team that I think is priced to the moon here. By the way, Ohio, been a real struggle for them this season, but 
They've been very competitive because remember Frank Solich mm -hmm. retires over the summer and now kind of an interim head coach, and you saw Ohio really struggle going forward. But over the last few games, they did beat Akron. Now, obviously, we've talked about Akron and their woes. We're competitive in a loss, and we lost by three at home to Central Michigan, lost by one to Buffalo. Buffalo kicked a game-winning field goal, then lost by seven at home to Kent State, and then they got a big win over Miami of Ohio in a rivalry game, 35-33, to 33, last Tuesday night I think Ohio and they're two and seven they're not going to get bowl eligible but I think Ohio's got a little bit of confidence here it's like oh, it took a while to figure out get used to this new head coach and kind of get that balance on offense Ohio I think is a better running team they are a throwing team they're using two quarterbacks Curtis Rourke more of the pocket passer Armani Rogers the former UNLV yeah. quarterback more of the runner and a big play threat with his legs and kind of on the move so I like the Bobcats here getting six, and I'm going to grade it at six here. That's pretty much the market price right now. Uh, what are you going to watch? How are you going to watch all this college basketball and the college football that we have on tonight? How, right. how do we do this? I know. I have multiple monitors, but I don't have enough monitors. Certainly not as many as we have in our fabulous studio here at the South Point. Absolutely. Cannot wait for the beginning of college basketball. And, of course, we'll keep an eye on Maction as well. I want to thank Ovi Mihaly and uh, Will Hill for joining us here on the Lombardi Line. Michael is back tomorrow. We'll preview that Thursday night tilt between the Ravens and the Dolphins tomorrow. So, enjoy the rest of your day. You've got a lot to choose from as a viewing and betting public. Enjoy the games. We'll see you tomorrow right back here on the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.